fire anniversary is the uh, the same day as when my sister's hedgehog was born. Unfortunately, the, the hedgehog has since passed, but is he was a good man. Okay, that's that's you're laughing at my sister's hedgehog that's passed away. That's wild. Hey, this is Sad Boys Genius. I'm Jiggly. I'm Saladnan, and we've done like ten minutes of the episode already. So uh, pretty much when we randomly start talking about football again later, there's your thing. I was kind of rocking with you. Probably cut in some opening. things, I guess. You are you are not wasting all that, Jiggly. Especially yeah, no, I, I, cutting it in. That's what I mean. Especially with my my sister's uh, former hedgehog, Moyo. Respect that man. <laughs> it was a good You're man. So <laughs> I, I mentioned that my sister had a hedgehog that passed. No, away, we can't use that laughing. though. We can't use that though from That's things true. that I said. <laughs> Yeah, but at least I I'll have that on file. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, make sure I'll, you cut that. I'll make sure me. I send it to you. And I can send to my sister. She'll go. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> the hedgehog was a good man. <laughs> I think that's going to be only the second or third audio I've ever asked you to cut out. One of them being the Nunez incident. The when, Nunez uh, just incident. Started, just started yelling at him, getting headbutting a man. And then uh, something about uh, working at Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> oh that! Oh god! Yeah. Oh, I forgot what that one was too. <laughs> Man, I used to work at Dick's Sporting because that was crazy. I I was thinking about that when I was laying to sleep last night. This is I, you I went from you went from working at Dick's Sporting Goods to working a real like technical like job. I was thinking about that jiggly. Adidas. I was laying in I was laying in bed at night. I'm like I'm making like sixty k a year. What the hell am I doing right now? I was just laying in bed in the same bed I've laid in for the past like five years, same Man. room I've grown up in. I'm like, wait, I'm making money now. Like what? <laughs> I'm making. I'm making enough money to not be here. Why am I here? <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. It's because, like, I, I, I've got a good, I've got a good thing going here with my parents. You know, I, I got no complaints about that. But it's weird because I'm at the point in my life where the only things I can do to like change things up or kind of advance in my life is move out, which I'm not going to. I'm not going to move out of my parents like that. It's a good deal anyway. I don't mind being here, or get a girlfriend, be in like a substantial relationship. And I can't do that right now because I'm fine for my life, apparently. So I'm just kind of stuck in limbo right now. And I turned 25 in November. And I, I, I know I know we are men of God and patience and whatnot. But every once in a while, I go, damn. Uh, and then I just what go is to sleep. This? <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I, drown all, I drown out all those thoughts with loud music at night. <laughs> I thought that was what I thought you were about to say alcohol. I, I thought for sure that was coming. And I'm like, you or know I what, go Jiggly? to sleep. <laughs> or sleep for dinner i do have you to ever... talk about that um i i do want to make sure that we do not get too far into the uh actual episode without mentioning um yeah uh there was some of there was some a, a horrible event that happened at the fire game saturday night i will talk about it later uh i also am gonna have my call right. about it and i want to make sure that like we don't get too far without saying like monterey attacked our friend based on the color of her skin and that should not be we should not forget that i was gonna actually i should have pitched it to you ahead of time but do you want to just start with the fire because that's I, so much happened and i mean that's the prevalent stuff i guess because yeah we can go, you know we, what we can, can start there, with yeah, fire because who's gonna yeah, uh, usually, a, a, usually I push the fire to the end so that like we have as long as we need to to talk about it. But I think yeah, in this situation, like there's just so much, and we can just I skim over seen, anything at the end if we need to as well. I, I have like, not seen such a like such a staggering double move since Allen Iverson's prime. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> like the, uh, the fire the went wild. from Wednesday. Amazing. Everyone loved it. Like the good in humanity was shown. Uh, and then Saturday, just so bad. The duality of man remains undefeated. And um, um, one of those games I was at and the other one I wasn't. And uh, I, I promise I'm not the problem. Oh my God, Jiggly, I, I don't mean to flex again, but I don't know what happened on my Chase account, but I have 85,000 points, which equivalates to about $850. What the hell happened? Why do you not, why looking, are you not on my Patreon? I was looking at, <laughs> I, I was just looking at this. I'm like, when the hell did this happen? What did I do? Have I committed bank fraud by accident, Jiggly? Don't tell me. Anyway. Anyone. <laughs> what are you doing point. say this <laughs> yeah wait a that's a good point actually um but yeah so do you want to we, we can start with wednesday we'll start with the the good stuff which, which so, is kind of hard to start about because it's been I, so long ago and since so much happened the, the, the weird thing is is that like i have very personal uh off the field things to talk about for both games and they're both with two very different tones <laughs> yes uh, so we'll start with the good though so yeah um the, wednesday night um, I walked into that game. Uh, we obviously, you know, well, actually, what did you think about like some of the stuff that was going into it? Cause I know that like, you know, Tim and I talked about it last week with going into it with like the, the halftime show, all that. Um, uh, I hate MLS. MLS continues to show how terrible an organization is by refusing to elaborate on injury statuses for, for Lionel Messi. There must've been a point where they knew he wasn't going to play. And they just yeah. kept lying about it in the press. And I mean, it, the fire, because at least he played this weekend. So it wasn't too far off to say it was questionable. But Miami has said Messi's been questionable for about a month now. And that's just morally He was incorrect. training going into that yeah, game. He was like, training. You, you know. Yeah. Chris, we, we know Chris Mueller's out for the year. Although I do say that. The fire, the fire aren't perfect because Kai Kamara, there's questions about his They just randomly right said spine. Yeah, I, like I saw Joe tweet that out. I'm just like, spine. I, <laughs> what does spine mean? <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But at the very least, MLS is intentionally hidden messy status to make money. And uh, I, I genuinely cannot stand MLS anymore. When I was at my work trip, I work for Adidas, and Adidas is obviously sponsored by MLS. And we had a guy coming in talking about MLS and the world, the road work ahead. And I was just sat there I'm like, damn, I really do hate MLS, like what it stands for and all the capitalism and all the decisions they make. And yeah, like I can't say that because I don't know if it's I did. Yet. I did talk I to know, I know a I lot did of talk things to the, right now. I did talk to the club president uh, Baldwin about like the whole situation with like the ticketing. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's like not really that much that the fire could have done differently that would have made anything better because a lot of it was MLS. There's not much yeah. the fire can do to change what MLS is doing. And uh, a lot of it was like, well, there's going to be people scalping tickets and raising prices. So in order to protect the pricing for actual season ticket holders who wanted to bring friends or family, they needed to raise prices for certain tickets. And then, you know, in order to maintain the price for other tickets, like that sort of, they, they did, they did what they could do, essentially. I also don't think the fire were going to complain about that. To be fair, like I don't no. think the fire cared at no, all. They that broke. The, they in. broke the MLS record for gate receipts. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> and we can get to that later. It's the, the argument of um, 
what does the fire care if none of those fans are actually fire fans? But that that's beside the point. That's a negative part. Um, the fire. I didn't see any of the game. I saw like I did see Hale Selassie's uh, game leading goal, the the winner at the end of it. I rewatched um, it afterwards. The fire showed I, I, up that day, yeah. which is you hard to talk I, about considering what we saw on Saturday. But Jordan Shakiri took that personally. I think Jordan yeah. Shakiri took that personally. <laughs> And I mean, it, it, that that falls in line with his character too, because even like when he was in Europe, he was never the most consistent guy. But you could get a game or two out of him. And I mean, Klopa said it too. It's like, oh, maybe we need to play in front of 60k every week to get the best out of Shakiri. Which again, we got the Saturday, which is a, a, another thing. But yeah, they just it just looked like one of those games where the like because when the fire do well, show up, changed everything. Because I remember yeah. I went. Uh, I'm I'm gonna end up getting into uh, my. Uh, great saga of uh how humanity is actually good sometimes uh and all the good people that are involved with the fire community but uh halftime i met with joe chats instead of adnan uh and joe basically said like yeah um it's it's just been corner kicks the whole first half has just been corner kicks and i like and from what i heard from other people like yeah that pretty much was it like there wasn't really much going on because the fire were technically in control, but the fire were in control in the same way that they are in control of most games, which is, yeah, they got the ball a lot and they can like, you know, get ahead in the attack and stuff, but like they aren't actually doing anything about it. And so, yeah, a lot of corner kicks. But then Marin came like, yeah, the fire did score before Marin came on, but Marin came on and changed everything. He brought in a lot of energy, uh, extra dimension to the attack. And yeah, it's just to have somebody actually running. I think that was the big thing. And he barely had any touches. That's the other thing. He barely had any touches, but he still got like, what, two goals and I think an assist? Um, who? Marin? Marin, yeah. Yeah. He He's good. Like, he's a solid player. I was surprised. I thought he'd just be like a nobody this year, but he's he's been a consistent impact. Well, I mean, he came. He came very highly touted from my uh, by my dad from uh, Lugano. So, uh, and you silent. This doesn't usually happen with us. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, guys. Uh, it's it's just weird talking about it, but um, because I didn't see the game, obviously. As we'll get okay. to, as I tweeted out, I was and on a work we're going to get to. I, I didn't saw... technically see the game. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. I, I thought you were going to kick into your story, but then okay. you just started talking about Marion Harris Alassie analysis. Um, low key, get him to Logano in the offseason so he can play in Europe again. Well, he's only Lugano's here on the loan. Team. He's only here on yeah, loan, so saying. like he'd be going back. So yeah, Lugano is the better team right now. They they beat Besiktas in a European game. Fair play to them. Joe has accidentally built a strong Lugano team, which is just well, no. I don't, I don't th- Heights can do something in Europe. That's the thing. Heights knows how to build through Europe, not in MLS. We'll yeah. get to that. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to Friday. <laughs> we still have to go through Wednesday first. Uh, so I went into that game. You know, everybody could pro- you could probably tell like my feelings on the whole situation by listening to that episode last week, which I didn't even tweet out. Um, I was not pleased with most of the pageantry around the game. I didn't really want to deal with anything. I made the joke before the game that I was going to uh, drink enough to the point where I don't have to care about the halftime show. And you know what? Mission accomplished. Uh, I, uh, my dad brought like about a full bottle of Malort uh, to, the, <laughs> to the tailgate and 
you know, I was handing out shots and then I was pouring them for people. And anyone who received a shot for me did not receive a shot. They received much more than a shot. <laughs> and I had two of them, plus all of the beer that I drank. So I was honestly fine for most of the first half, I'll be honest. Uh, I say monumentally drunk, but I was pretty much the normal amount that I usually am at a game, except I did have slightly more. But something happened. Uh, I was on the drums. I decided I was going to go over by uh, go over sit by Tim uh, until I realized. Oh wait a second. Uh, wait no, Tim was there. Yeah, okay. I went over to him and stopped by step. You know, said hi to him. Um, and then I went up to the season ticket holder lounge. And at the season ticket holder lounge, I sat down on the couch. And I was just going to like text uh, Tim, like, "Hey, you know, where are you? I'm going to go sit by you." I did that, and then I'm just sitting there, I'm trying to watch the game, and I'm just falling asleep. I could not move for a solid 20 minutes. And Man. I was frantically texting people, like, like men in red guys, I was messaging, uh, yeah, a couple different men in red guys, uh, both in like the general chat and also like the personal people, like, I know they're there, like, please come help me. I cannot, I, I don't think I can get myself up. I need to get to, if I'm, if I'm going to fall asleep, it should be in the truck as I'm going home. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I end up finally pulling myself up and going over to Tim. But like, there are a lot of people who did like then immediately when they finally did notice that I had messaged them, they're like, oh yeah, I, you, do you still need help? And like, when I got out to the parking lot, there were people like helping me out. And I think it's just like very much a reminder that like, you know, this community is very nice, and as long as you 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 say something and you admit being vul admit admit to being vulnerable, you will get help. Uh, I think that's uh, true in every facet of life, uh, and I think you know looking into it a bit more. You know, I I went into that game with a lot of spite. Uh, I drank a lot going into that game with a lot of spite and with the intention of having a lot of spite for it. And I think it also connected into like, you know, some of my issues with autism. Uh, if you've ever heard of autistic burnout, uh, it's basically what happens when uh, you've masking is, you know, when you put up like, you know, essentially like a slightly more extroverted version of yourself. Uh, the like, basically, you're not being your true self, but you're all but you're basically putting up a mask to be around people and have them not think that you're weird or different. So once that mask comes down, you are exhausted from holding up that mask the whole time. And so I think what had happened was, is that I was sitting on that couch, there's no one around me. And so the mask kind of fell off. And so it was like a double level of exhaustion. So yeah, that was scary. But you know, as I said, ask for help when you need it. I think that uh, on Sad Boys, we have, um, we have a name that means something of like, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay to be a guy and to have feelings and have emotions. And I think both of us talk about our mental health struggles. Uh, I, I'm about to talk about Friday, which was not a good day uh, after all that, after what was announced with Heights. But like, you know, uh, we, I got a message from someone. Uh, let me just find it. Uh, uh, Delana, who was on Twitter and uh, you know saying like thank you for always saying at the end of every single episode trans rights you know always talking every you know i brought in uh, a trans flag on uh, saturday so you know we, we were flying the trans flag on wednesday 
and we have been since we finally got one. So I want to make sure that like, you know, we always try to support people who need, who need help, uh, you know, from, uh, something that like, I don't, did, Adnan, did you ever work under Sean Spence? Uh, yes, I didn't talk to him much, but I, I do know Sean Spence is a dude and he, he's, he comes across as a very good dude. Uh, his thing was, uh, you know, one of the things that I do still take with me whenever I write uh, is something that he said about uh, journalism is to uh, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And I think the most important part of that is to comfort the afflicted. And so be honest. Uh, it's okay to be vulnerable. Uh, and it's a good thing to be honest about that and uh, seek help when you need it. Um, yeah. And then yeah, everything like, changed when Monterey attacked. <laughs> yeah, I like thought that was one of the takeaways from one of the best single days in, in Fires during quite some time where they won a game in front of like 60K. Well, I think, then, I think because, you know, you see that and it's like, oh, wait, but like I went into that game with so much spite and so much anger about it that I didn't realize this was a good thing, actually. And I think like the coming grips with that and you know thinking about that and considering it it is a part of what made talking about that so much more important to me well it was also one of those things where it was like damn people actually show up to these stadiums like people there are soccer fans in chicago they yeah. just do not care about the fire in the slightest it's such a big market man so uh and then yeah, yeah. then i mean like and and again yeah that game you said you didn't watch too much of it. I I rewatched half uh, the second half uh, the next day when I was home, and yeah, that Marin absolutely showed up. Uh, Shakiri finally looked like he woke up. Like it was the first time that I think I saw ima- an image of Shakiri genuinely like focused and kind of angry. Like it, it I I. I don't think I ever fully questioned whether he cared about the team. He just wasn't able to show it. But I think I saw that look in him finally uh, during that yeah. game. Well, because everyone knows how much more he cares when he's on international duty because he has a reason to care. Yeah. But also, yeah. Because everyone was up for it. And then... Well, I mean, yeah, even like Fabian... Uh, F- Fabian Herbert was just like playing really well. And, but now we'll get to the thing where it's the uh, most fire. Because even after the Miami game, I'm like, damn, the fire are going to make the playoffs. They're home to Charlotte. Somehow, they're way to yeah. New York. They're, they're, all they have to do is beat Charlotte and the rest of the teams will drop the points and they'll be I'm fine. Not, I need to pause this for a quick second because I, I, I started a football manager game well before we started the episode. And I'm finally finishing the game. It's against FC Dallas. And you'll be very happy to hear the two players that were injured for Dallas. Yeah, Paul Ariola and Jesus Ferreira. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Jesus Ferreira got injured in the 96th minute. Hey, after, enough- after goals from Michelle Rodriguez, <laughs> Rodriguez in the 89th minute and a 14th minute goal from Eden Hazard. Oh, yeah. Eden Hazard still does not have a job, by the way. You yeah. are, you have the same you are you have the same employment status as Eden Hazard, technically speaking. Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, he hasn't officially retired yet either, so he's still unemployed. He yeah, I, no, I, I technically am doing better than Eden Hazard because I'm technically like you I can wouldn't say go that far. No, I'm technically more employed because uh, 
I work for for Men in Red, and even though I don't get paid, technically speaking, that's sort of like that's being freelance. on trial somewhere. So that's, he's having on trial somewhere. That's on yeah. It's freelance journalism, very very much so. Um, but yeah. So because I Jiggly, you know how I feel about the fire. You know how what I always say about the fire. Even I was like, damn, they're making the playoffs. They might. They're probably gonna get a home playoff game. And then yeah. they just didn't show up against Charlotte. They just never. They did. They didn't play the game. It's it's what I think. I said this a few times out of the season. The fire were not there today. Like what I, happened? I know that's there are a lot of people complaining about the official. Which, by the way, I believe she was the first black woman to be the center ref in a major prof- like the head referee in a major professional men's sport. Impressive. Uh, did not make very many good calls in the second half. The first half to me was like, eh, I mean, fine, you know, it worked. And then the second half was just not good. Although there are some people who said like, oh, you know, uh, Capetti flopped. Uh, that was, uh, you know, Miggy didn't uh, didn't push him over. No, he did. He did. The penalty, the penalty <laughs> was Stonewall, obviously. It, it was um, a penalty. There are a lot of people who are saying that it wasn't. No, no. What is Miggy trying to do? It, that is... Oh, the, oh. Uh, <laughs> Hold That's on. Miguel Navarro. There is before that game, before 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 the game on Saturday, the uh, the guy. You know how like they have they have a kid bring out the ball and everything, and like the guy who's in charge of that is like you know he talks to the kids for a hot second. It's like oh who's your favorite player? So he asks the kid oh what's your name? And he says Miguel, and then he's like oh who's your favorite player? And he says Miguel. And he's like no your favorite player is Shakiri. And, and then meanwhile, I'm upstairs like, no, his favorite player is Miguel Navarro. <laughs> what? What the hell, man? Because I think he thought that the kid was just saying his name over again. It's like, I don't know, maybe his favorite player is Miguel Navarro because he's got the same name, which that is the only reasonable way to be a fan of Miguel Navarro is if you are a child who doesn't understand what's going on on the pitch and you're just like, that guy has the same name as me. I'm his biggest fan now. That's the only reason why you should be a fan of Miguel Navarro. Oh, hey, I was a fan of Adon Yanuzai. No other reason. Dude, they're the same exactly. name. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> all we need. It's a little bit more difficult for you because you have a much more common it's name. It's just like such a common name. <laughs> uh, right, wait, hold on. I just realized I forgot to put on my match recap too. So let me post that real quick. But yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just go into, you know, Thursday, just. What, 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 it was fine. Everyone was so happy, you know. Like there, there were a lot of apologies being made to people about for what things that things that had been said. Armist to, to fire coach. He goes, yeah, fair. It, it could happen. I'm like, all right, good enough for me because that, that is what's going to happen. There, the the short list is basically Raza Jesse Marsh. Ar- no, no. I think Jesse Marsh is no longer on the table. Yeah, that's what I, I, I think. I, I think tweet too. I think they they're not getting it anymore. So it's either Razov or Mar- or or Armis. It's gotta be Armist. It's gotta be Razov purely because it's the the devil you don't know versus the devil you do. Because we have no idea if Razov is actually good or not. We know Chris Armist is asked. Or Trendelo somehow is no longer the. He, I think Razov is aiming for that top spot for LAFC. Oh yeah, never mind then. Yeah, if, if that's available, then he's done. So that that's GG. <laughs> um, I'll wait till we get to the fi- uh, actual fire segment. But the fun question the fan base has to deal with is: Would you rather get a more qualified coach who's got no connections, or a former fire guy who might is is less predictable? What was the first one? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I was just checking something. Uh, a proper, like, experienced coach that's not like you know, like Oscar Pereira or someone like that. Where like you know more what you're going to expect from him, and you know like he's probably going to be better. Or do you just take a punt on a former fire guy just because he's a former fire guy? I just you know believe I mean? that right now we are in such an in-between spot that we just need someone to get us to respectable. 
So I don't need a great coach. So if we can get a former fire player who can get us at least up to respectable, I'm fine. Because then we get a nut, the next coach is the one that is actually the good one. Because, you know, like you can't, I know, I know you're going to say something, uh, immediately when I say this, say this name and say that he's not, he wouldn't actually help the fire, but like, think about it. If the fire got Jose Mourinho right now. How much help could he actually be to the fire right now? You'd want us to leak. I'm sorry. I never, never I, disrespect me. Like, never disrespect me or my son like that ever again. <laughs> you and you and your father. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Just, uh, Mourinho's not your son. <laughs> he's, he's my he's my uncle. Yeah. No, I thought Klopas was. Klopas is everyone's uncle. That, but like just... my my point my point being that like <laughs> do you not even if we can, uncle, like, like, <laughs> well, I, I was I was just moving on from the topic. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you're, you're gonna you're gonna have to get all this in the episode. By the way, we're not wasting all this content. And obviously, not like all the other stuff, but we we yeah. got some of this in here. My point, my point being that, like, I I don't like my my point being is that like we can't have a good coach, like a a a, a genuinely great coach, come in and make this team good. Without someone first cleaning out the yeah. ghosts, you know, I think that that the first thing that we need is someone cleaning out the ghosts. Oh, that's a that's a great take. Don't get a good coach yet. Get get someone get else someone, real quick. Get someone to clean right, the place so, out. All right, so we're planning for twenty twenty. We're planning for twenty twenty six now, Jiggly. We are. We are now no, going to twenty twenty six. Let's just say a respectable team in Chicago should be able to at least get a playoff one, which is something that we have been waiting for oh, since okay. 2009. So you're planning for 2028 now. There's <laughs> good heavens. What are you doing, man? <laughs> it, it's just like, I feel like it, it, it seems like the sort of the same sort of like bandaid that like Schweinsteiger was. Where it's just sort of like, oh, you're going to be really good for like one season, and then everything else is going to like suddenly pop up around you. It's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I feel like that's the sort of situation that you'd get into. If we weren't in MLS, I, I could maybe see your point a bit more. But this league is all about just one or two year cycles anyway. Like you can instantly be good for a year and actually make a, a run for something. Let me forget Colorado suddenly being first place for a bit. Like they bottled oh, it, of course. Never, no, the thing, suck, that, the thing that people forget is uh, the Kansas City Wizards when they beat the fire in 2001. The season before, they were dead last. Nice. Yeah, see. <laughs> they didn't change yeah. anything. They didn't even change their coach. They were just like the same exact team the next season and they won MLS Cup. <laughs> Pat, if I was a fan back then, I'd be fuming because you know how I am about like changing things. Imagine being that team, like, oh my God, we didn't change anything. This team sucks. So, like, why do I even care? Oh my God, we fun. That's the how I feel about the Lions, though. They didn't really change anything. They got like, I think they got like two defensive players. And that's the well, change. And then I mean, like, and also like look, you can say Campbell that, being the change to be fair. And then also you can say that like, you know, David Montgomery uh, is such a big thing. It's like, well, I mean, like they had DeAndre Swift. They had like for like with their running backs, you know? <laughs> I No, I think this is just like the culmination of like what the last two years have been for them. Building stuff, oh, yeah. building up golf, well, I mean, building up it was the, Brown. I I I was mostly worried about the defense, but like, yeah, apparently the guys that they had like just got better. <laughs> like, yeah, it's and that's gonna be the scary thing about Kansas City. Like, all the, their defense is so young. I think in like a year they're gonna have like a super defense, and then they're gonna have Patrick Mahomes anyway. Yeah, it's gonna be insanity if it, like they develop like they're supposed to. 
I would love for it to just be every single year, except for like once in a while, like Josh Allen or Joe Burrow gets through. It's just going to be Mahomes versus the Lions every year. Okay. <laughs> no, I definitely think also we're going to get the Eagles. To a run. Eagles defense is also like incredibly, yeah. like they got Jalen Carter somehow. <laughs> I think we're going to have a run where it's going to be like five out of eight or six out of eight years we're getting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We're like yeah. it's not every year, but like every other maybe two years in a row, they just keep going. And then the NFC just throws literally everyone at them. It's just going to be a rotating door of like San Francisco one year, uh, Detroit one year. Some team makes a run like the Giants again. Eagles. Something stupid. Eagles. Yeah, but Eagles had their shots, what I'm saying. I like the idea that the NFC never sends the same team again. It just keeps cycling. The problem is it can't be the Cowboys because they're terrible. But like it's, uh, it's sort of the reverse of uh, the, the 49ers era. Where like the NFC was just the 49ers and then the AFC just kept sending different teams and it's like, yeah, is that working? No, that's uh it would no, because I, I keep thinking about there was an era where it was like fifteen or even twenty years. The AFC either sent Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger, and the NFC just chucked everything. Every single team made the Super Bowl during that era, apparently. The freaking Bears got in one year somehow. And the AFC was just like you get three quarterbacks. And that's probably what's gonna be with like Mahomes, Burrow, and not Josh Allen because he's a bum. Uh, no, Josh. No, the Buffalo Bills are bottle jobs. Ever since Cincinnati went into snowy Buffalo and beat their ass, I can't respect Buffalo. Um, oh, I mean, Jacksonville. Because- Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence going to be the Ben Roethlisberger of this generation? Does he get one? Damn, you're right. Low key. <laughs> I dropped him from okay. I dropped him from my fantasy team and picked up Anthony Richardson, and then Richardson gets injured, and Trevor Lawrence has an amazing day. I legitimately started Zach Wilson over Brock Purdy intentionally. I thought <laughs> he'd get more points, and I haven't checked how many Brady uh, Purdy ended with. Twenty six. Wilson had eight. Oh my god! My bench had three dudes with twenty six and one dude with nineteen. I'm so annoyed that like I I, I was kind of happy for like the first quarter when I had uh, the Saints defense on one team and then the uh, Patriots defense on a, on another team and both of them had like ten plus points <laughs> because both teams could not get yeah. anything going on offense. I could have done better. I um, also we're just into the episode now. By the way, I'm so down for this to just be fluid. I don't know how you're gonna edit okay, this, but good luck to you. Then Friday happens. Friday morning, a report from Tom Bogert. There are two things, because one thing got lost in everything that I noticed. But the first part of it... First thing, uh, congrats to Tom Bogert, by the way. He's just been engaged. Oh, yeah. yeah, So that's wholesome stuff. Also, uh, I believe uh, DJ Steph is getting married sometime soon. He is is engaged, correct. Uh, Tim had me sign the card. Congrats to him as well. He's a good man. But, uh, yeah, so, yes... Mentioning Tim Bogert, I will say it might be a bit misleading his uh, headline about that because that was the only thing he said, which was that uh, Heights and Peltzer are expected to return to the club next season. Yes. And that, didn't, um, that was, I did not have a good day the rest of the day. <laughs> no, yeah, because as I tweeted out, thankfully, at least the silver lining is that uh, the idea right now is that they're still going to be in Chicago, quote-unquote, quote but they will shift. Well, I don't know what the hell Peltzer does, but Heights, at least, would shift to more Lugano stuff. 
Um, yeah, I don't really know what the difference is between a technical director and a sporting director because, like, technically they do the same sort of thing. I don't know how the hell the fire have both in the play. I think that's just a lie. I think one of them has managed to scam Joe Monsueto into a job with, with like, those titles. Like, that because it makes sense. One of them does things and the other one takes notes. It's like, it's like how if you had a head Obviously, coach and then a manager. That's Adnan, what the fire are going to do. The fire are going to sign a head coach and a manager, and they're both going to be on the touchline. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this, and uh, I was like, oh, if I actually get become GM, and it's like, I would probably just bring in Adnan as just like some sort of like BS job is just like, I'm just going to oh, drag yeah. you around to places with me. It's like, you oh. take notes and then give opinions. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you didn't, I'd beat your ass, obviously. <laughs> I could be like your scout for I would no, be your scout, even, but like, only for like the major leagues. So I'd be like, hey, this uh this Mbappe dude's pretty good. You go do we know it on I was thinking. It was just sort of like, you know, I read vibes and you know ball. So like yeah. <laughs> you combine that would, and you get like a pretty good, like pretty good look at scouting. <laughs> I would just make you buy Bremen players as well, because not only do I know some of them are good, but also it would help Bremen get some money. That was also so, what like, I was thinking as well. I was like, yeah, I'd probably end up like, you know. I'd send people to like, you know, uh, to scout Korea, Japan, Thailand. And then you're just like, (laughs) I got to Thailand for a thing. And then you, and then you would just be like, yeah, I, uh, uh, I think that, uh, this Nicholas Folkrude guy, pretty good. Might want to spend, you know, 30 million, 40 million to Bremen. eh? (laughs) You know what's funny? Uh, I, I actually think I've got an answer for the fires. Number nine problems. Because uh, Bremen signed a Polish striker named David Kodowski, who is was good in the second division and looked good when he played, but he's just not getting any minutes anymore. And I think the fire, like Bremen, just have too many forwards. If the fire managed to get him, that actually would be a decent signing because he can score at the MLS level. If he, he can score in the second league, and obviously the Polish community would love to have someone, so he'd be very much a poor man's Lewandowski. So there you go. There's my first uh, recommendation. Um, my uh. My recommendation for signing a striker is, uh, wait a second, is he a striker? Or... Oh, he's an attacking midfielder, and he's the same height as me, so I guess you wouldn't like him. Uh, attacking midfielder, winger, uh, Supachak Sarachat. Uh, the Thai... Not a real name. Not a real name. You <laughs> just player. made that up. He plays for uh, Sapporo. Uh, he's, got, he's got, like, he had 34 goals in 150 games over the course of, like, I think seven years when he was younger. Uh, in uh, Thailand, I'm just gonna. Although, just, I'm just gonna. It is a real name. I'm posting his his Wikipedia page in there right now. Um, or you can just wait till January when it's a bit more time and Shota Umino is available again. I keep calling him Shota Umino because that's the wrestler. <laughs> Shoot the machine. Shoot the Shooting machine. I can't believe his name is Shooting Machine. Shoot that's, the machine. Oh, that's an unbelievably cold name, bro. Um, but yeah. So yeah, so the fire Choge like, Sung. Or Choge Sung is available because uh Choge Sung stayed with John Buck. Uh so that's my you favorite know. wrestling tag team. <laughs> what? Because there's a wrestling tag team named the Young Bucks. And he plays for what'd you say, Young Book? Uh yeah, it's Young Buck. No. Oh wait, no. Oh, uh, never mind. Choge Choge Sung uh went to Mitchland. Mitchland, whatever, the uh okay. the Danish team. Oh, the fire should get that uh that South Korean dude they were linked with getting and everyone got mad. You remember? <sighs> what was it? Hwang 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 like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, back to Saturday. The fire just oh no, actually we're on Friday. Sorry. We're we're on Friday. Um, 
It's becoming abundantly clear that the fire needs to release a statement saying that Heights will no longer have the same job he had this past year. Yes, you they have need to, to say. They need to make. There, there's a lot of statements they need to make. Uh, we'll get to that. But like, they need hey. to say something. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in line real quick. The statement they should not have made was the tweet after they lost <sighs> to Charlotte, where they just saw it said, "We appreciate you guys." And that was before I even was, knew about the Monterey stuff. I it was, they were uh, just people were just mad about the game result. I'm like, why would you tweet that after the fire? No, no, people didn't even talk about that yet. Like, that was still just like very, that was still very quiet until like a lot of people got home and started making tweets. Like, that was still very quiet. No, that, it was, it was fan appreciation night. So, you have to do that. But man, after a game like that, (laughs) just as as I always said, if I was a fan, I'd lose it. Imagine I hop on, uh, on Twitter and I just see, to our fans, thank you. Words cannot describe how much you mean to us, and we are grateful for each and every one of you. We truly appreciate you, and we love you. Why? I I would I would beat someone up in the street. I would walk outside and I would just start attacking someone. That sounds terrible, so I apologize. But like you know, have you seen the Mortal Kombat gameplay, the new one? Uh, or maybe I've seen it's Street some things. You can just walk in the street and just oh, challenge people street to fight. That is Street yeah, Fighter. Yeah, you can just you can just, you can just run just up and punch people. someone. It's so, and then you just fight them. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, we all we said this about Heights plenty. Like, they need to fix it. Although I'm scared because Ty, look, I, I think I can say this openly because Tyrus tweets about it openly. Tyrus from the beginning had very much said the same thing I said, where it's they're going to be here potentially, but they're going to focus on Lugano. They're going to do other stuff. I but think even he's been tweeting now, like, wait a second, I need to figure something out. Maybe things have changed. Yeah. And I think that he and Bogert got like two different sides of the same thing which is they're gonna be here but it depends on the way they'll be here <laughs> and so burger oh. burger was here but might have been hearing about like oh yeah no they will remain as g as you know sporting director and technical director oh. so like we understand like that's that's why when i was all big on like we need to you know do protests we need to bring in those signs we need to protest them uh and and make make our voices heard and you know Tyler's like oh but they're gonna be out of here by the by the end of the season anyway it's like okay what about now <laughs> Oh, what about no, I'm telling you because and they got away with the fact that they didn't sign anyone in the summer because Heights was out anyway. This is if first of all, obviously, if Heights to say it'll be hilarious from my point of view because I'm a a bastard who finds funny stuff in pain. And the second thing is, I know you're obviously still gonna have your season ticket. I, I can't blame you personally for that, but for like the fire fan in general, oh, yeah. For for me, I kind of like my dad and I. For us, we kind of have to keep it because it's like, well, it's original season tickets, and you know what? I think we want to outlast every single other season ticket holder. Yeah, that's (laughs) funny. You're doing the opposite of what I did when I got out. But any other fire fan, no one should be uh, at games anymore. Like, I don't know how you don't give up on the team at that point. Because, like, what else are they gonna like? They don't care anymore. They have given up on you. But the fire still have some some time to like it's like with the the regular season they still have time to change them like save themselves they might not technically technically and they yeah um do I I I think I put it perfectly on my post on like doomsday because imagine being a fan <laughs> of the team and I there's so many heights out posts and if they just keep him. And like, because like sometimes a coach will stay past when people think to, but that's different. Coaches usually get a longer leash sometimes. A GM to have this much of a public like backlash and still stay, and not only stagingly, he would technically get a, a an extension, right? Because his contract's yeah, up. Yeah, it would year. be an extension. 
They would. That's why uh, he'd be saying they would actively give him a new contract to keep doing what he's been doing. And like, it's weird because the team on paper does not look that bad, but the team is bad. So you got to change something. I assume you don't want to run it back with the same roster, do you, Jiggly? No. Yeah. So like, there's, you can there's, keep there's definitely things you, that you need to add. But you also have to, yeah. Then you have to remove before you add, of course, because just roster well, space. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the people, this this current team did not work. They had two years. It's an uh, abject failure to not make the playoffs in, in current MLS because I, you, Jiggly, congratulations, you and I have made the MLS playoffs. Actually, as yeah. Sad Boys, Sad Boys FC has on. made the playoffs. By the we way, we are yes. going to uh, be playing uh, the Bethlehem Steel in uh, the first qualifying playoff round. Are it you going to be starting? I have a I have a hip injury. It is. Oh, don't worry, Jiggly. It is only a penalty <laughs> shootout actually in this round. It, it, it's a game goes straight to penalties. We walk on the field, we do a penalty shootout, and then it's over. And then we leave. Yeah. Either if we've won or lost, we just leave. Um. But yeah. So that that's the the heights thing, right? Um. Do we have anything? Any other think, terrible news? Yeah. No? I, was, I was just saying, like with for me when I um. Uh, for me, with like that, that was a bad day for me. <laughs> just, oh yeah, like I, 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 I saw that news and then I just started getting into fights with people. <laughs> dude, and I can't even blame you too, because again, if I was there, I would lose it. Because like, how can you watch? No, you were saying you're saying that with the with the tweet. I'm saying that with uh with the heights thing. Like no, no, Friday I'm was bad. Too. I'm saying no, no. I'm talking about Friday again. If I was a fire fan and I wake up and I just see, oh my god, they might keep heights, I would lose. I did it. wake up to that. I was in bed. I was still in bed because I wake up late. I'm still in bed. I just pull out my phone. It's like, well, I, you know, I usually just watch TikTok for a bit as well. But like, you know, I check Discord. You know, I get any DMs from somebody, uh, and then I check Twitter, and then I just see that, and it's like, okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Let me, I, and that was after the magical f- Miami game when everyone was so happy. John or Jiggly, the freaking Bogart news tweet came out at seven thirty-five in the morning. That's awful. Imagine waking up to that. I don't have to imagine because it was you. To be fair, so I apologize. But man, yeah, that was that was me. And then I uh, what I I found like an incredibly depressing manga, <laughs> and I read that for a bit. I took a walk in the rain. <laughs> Wasn't that's not ideal. Um, um, yeah. Anything else on that or? Yeah, I I need therapy, and that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, fair. And then we got Saturday. We talked Saturday a bit, but uh, yeah, awful. Just utterly awful. I don't know. It, it's the most fire result you could have imagined. To be fair, I think yeah, because. We were knocked out by that same exact scoreline last season, I believe. I mean, it was much earlier. And also, we're technically not knocked out right now. But I believe the Fire were knocked out by about the same exact scoreline last season. I need to check now. Hold up. Oh, wait. Yeah, they did get knocked out by Charlotte. They got knocked no, out by it, Charlotte. That game was 3-2. Home. That game was 3-2, I think. Oh, right. Because they, 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 they were up. It was the comeback. They, yeah, they, yeah, it was comeback again. And yeah. also, by the way, the Fire have not have not won a single game this season without scoring first. Remarkable. Um, yeah. So the Fire, like, I mean, Charlotte they have, they was come back. Team. They have come back because obviously the, the early Miami game, but they have not. They have not uh, won without scoring first. 
Oh wait, did they did they score first in Miami and then give up? No, they were tied against Miami at the end. Right? No, it was it was two. two yeah, they, two they were tied. Yeah, Chris Mueller scored in the thirtieth, Toronto in thirty eighth, and then Miami came back in the second half. Okay, and then it was two two, and then Kai Kamara scored. Yes. Okay. So the Fire have not won a game without scoring first. Interesting, but yeah, the, the at no point were the Fire the better team. Except there was one chance where Herbers could have squared it to Gutierrez, but like the shot, like the pass was well defended. Other than that, it was just nothing from the Fire. And like it was one of those games where it went by really quickly too, because at one you're like, all right, what at one point do the Fire like really kick into gear? And it just never happened. And Charlotte scored a nice goal. And then they got a penalty. Obviously, we talked about Navarro just kicked a man for some reason in the box. That should be the final straw for Miguel Navarro, obviously. Like, Jiggly, I know I said this a lot last year, but if we get into the start of next season and Miguel Navarro is at left back, no one should be at the stadium. Not even that child. Poor That poor kid. I cannot wait to watch my favorite player, Miguel Navarro, play today. Oh my God, he's just kicked <laughs> He's taking him out. He's just headbutted a guy. Oh, he's headbutted a guy. And completely off the ball uh, too. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna plug in that that soundbite right there. Okay. Actually, he's just um, headbutted a guy. <laughs> it, it was so bad, um, Jiggly, that Joe Chats, who I've said is very like very formal, very proper, very neutral as a journalist, he was frustrated as hell with this team. Even he was like, what the hell are we doing, boys? We're bringing on Joe Chats uh, in Eventually. a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks, sometime during the during the playoffs. After, you know, we need to have our own, you know, postseason, you know, in memoriam section for the fire on our own. But like after that, I want I want him and I want Alex. To, oh, <laughs> to yeah. Alex is definitely after Joe. Yeah. yeah. After Joe, we need Alex. Just because nor because I, I believe when I started when we started the podcast, you know, I wanted to make sure like if we bring on a guest, I want them to have a different perspective. And at this point, Sad Boys has moved so completely off the map when it comes to talking about this team that we that there is no one who shares our perspective. <laughs> yeah, no, the plan is not to talk to like we will talk to Joe about the fire for a bit, but then the rest of it's just gonna be, hey Joe, football time. He goes, Oh boy. Uh, because Joe is so fun. Because Joe, again, as I've said, if you look at him, very proper, very, um, I don't mean to say normal in a negative way, but like, you know what I mean? Like Joe Chats is a a, a dude, right? Normal. And then the more you talk to him, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, I, like, and, I, and then the more you talk to him, the more cries for help you get sometimes. And the more like his personality <laughs> bursts out. And it's so much fun. I just uh, I want to say I just want to say uh, thank you again to Joe for giving me an entire bottle of Jim Beam on Saturday. He's a good man too. Yeah, it's a and uh, solid dude. And also, oh, God, uh, this this was so sweet from the Red Stars. Uh, from from the Red Stars. Uh, uh, post game like on on their Discord because they're talking about um. Uh, because you know the Red Stars, we're gonna get to it. They lost six to three. They got absolutely demolished and booted way out of the playoff race. They had a two point five chance percent chance going into the playoffs, and KC is a terrible team. But like they just got demolished, and it's not it, it, those players were not having a good time. But Joe was able to get like a couple of them to laugh. Yeah, and, and like and all, say- all the Red Stars fans were just like, "Oh, that's so adorable. We love Joe." And- <laughs> Joe, if Joe was frustrated as hell with the fire, he was frustrated as super hell with the Red Stars. Oh, it was so funny. Joe, Joe Chats was not having a great time Saturday night <laughs> because of the teams he covers. 
And uh, speaking of that real quick, also shout out to Tim. I called him a good man about five times on the night. He is a good man. <laughs> He's a good him, man. I, I asked him one question. He's about the one who helped me get out of the stadium while I was drunk. So yeah, yes. him, uh, him and his wife, uh, people. I got to be work. I got to be with him Saturday night. I asked him one question about suits, and he just gave much. He gave me so much information. So now, if I buy a suit, I am I am ready to go. I know more <laughs> about suits than I even need to, but it's going to be a fantastic purchasing experience. I don't remember man. any of it right now, but I know I have my notes in in the Twitter DMs. So Tim, you're a good man. <laughs> he will now listen to this and start opening up the the, the general challenge to send a message to us. Yeah. So that, uh, Tim, when I, you I hear always this, get messages from him. Also, you you yelled at Tim earlier today because <laughs> you thought he said that Harvest man. would be a good I thought, choice. I thought I thought he said a stupid thing, and I reacted. I apologize. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully he did not say the stupid thing like I thought he did. Uh, Chris Armis will be the next head coach of the Chicago Fire. He will. We have to get um, to that though. That's after, you know what? That's before Monterey, but after uh, Saturday. So yeah, we are about that point right now. Uh, we got some news. Also, I didn't even mention this uh, last week. I wrote it in there, and then like Tim and I never mentioned it because we were just way too distracted about some other things. Uh, the Fire Two bombed out of the playoffs, and Tim actually watched it, and he didn't even mention it. Uh, hey, they they got destroyed like four one. But apparently what had happened, it, the, the scoreline looked a lot worse than what it actually was. Uh, but yeah, they got, they got absolutely crushed. Yeah, from what I could tell, it just looked like they ran to a better team. They just had a better day. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I had a nickel for every time, the... Um, what did DR Marketing just send me? Oh my God, my sister, is my sister trying to get me a job? Um, you already have a good job. Send it to me. Jiggly, I don't think you can be a social media contractor for a law firm. Uh, what is yeah, this? I <laughs> yeah, Wait, I can. Do you doubt is... me? <laughs> That's true, actually. Um, you're ugly. No, I'm kidding. I was about to call you ugly for some reason. <laughs> I have a face for radio, obviously. <laughs> what is this? Yahoo Sports? I'm so confused what this is. I gotta yell at my sister. This is interesting. When did this come in? <laughs> Two hours ago. I assume it's from my sister. I don't... Wait, did I get sent something via Google Docs? I'm so confused. I should not have opened up my email at this time. Um, yeah, have. I think we are, are we are done with Saturday. Although we'll say it was nice getting to talk to um Shakiri after the game. He actually stuck around and, and asked to talk to us, which was nice. It was and, also pretty interesting to have uh, uh, the Sting was there. Yes, um, Chicago Sting. They were giving just, out, They they only mentioned it like the day before that they were handing out those shirts. <laughs> no, no, they weren't giving out the shirts. You had to buy them. I thought they were handing them out. No, no, no they, uh, it was it was a portion of them were handed out as oh, you came in, like if you were the first like five thousand or whatever, and then like you know you had to buy them, and uh, I had to ask somebody else to buy it for me, and I need I still need to send him the other the the other half of the money because I, I I made I needed to make sure they got one for me and one for my dad. Yeah, that's fair. I just didn't like how they put the fire logo on the the sting thing. Like I get the branding, but you could probably put somewhere else. Put somewhere else. Eh. Um, whatever. It was so, also very interesting to hear from some of those same players uh, talking. Like, there was a guy who had an entire like Twitter thread on it, and unfortunately, I was not in any sort of state to really handle, you know, the happiness and the joy of that. Uh, but I do want to go back and check it again. It's okay. I've just seen the SpongeBob move picture you sent to the Discord. <laughs> it's a nice one. I've been. I have like, yeah. I had two weeks saved up for the for the opening of the episode, 
to send memes to you. Uh, unfortunately, we now have to go into something that is not uh, laughing uh, because this is incredibly serious. And um, so, yeah, uh, Saturday night, uh, somebody kept popping off flares uh, in this in the section. Uh, you know, smoke laws within MLS are a bit weird, and like you know. I I I know one of the people who does smoke like that basically just like goes exactly on the edge on the line of what you're allowed to do uh when you're certified for safe smoke like he still does it perfectly fine but like he gets to the edge a bit. So obviously the the smoke laws are very restrictive. This guy brought in smoke and flares in a Ziploc bag according to eyewitness eyewitness testimony. And yeah, he popped off some flares throughout the game. And after the game, well, I mean, first of all, I want to mention, because I mentioned this one to Adnan, and I think that this should be mentioned. Uh, one of the flares was done, and obviously flares are dangerous because they have magnesium, uh, and that can burn through your hand. That can be dangerous for people. And also the smoke that comes off of it, not very good. I got hit square in the face with that smoke. Um, wasn't good. Monterey came down, grabbed the flare, and there are buckets on the bottom of the stairwell for safe smoke to toss the toss a flare into. And instead of that, they carried it up through a crowd of people and into the concourse, which was enclosed. So they saw something dangerous that no one was near, and then made it dangerous. <laughs> which I feel like is bad. a wonderful, wonderful metaphor for everything else that they did that night. <laughs> They saw they saw a situation that was not dangerous and could have been handled very calmly and uh, in a way that would have actually solved problems and uh, actually you know dealt with things. And instead, they just wanted to make things dangerous for people because they could. So uh, this guy popped off the flares. The players were coming over after the game. I wanted to stick around. Uh, I was. I basically backed myself into a corner behind uh, the Barnburner's bass drum because I was using it. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to stick around at least until the end of the game. By the way, this is another thing. The players do not come all the way over to Section 8 anymore. They don't do that. They didn't even do that for the Miami game where, like, you know, everyone's supposed to be, everyone's all happy and, like, yeah, definitely, we'll invite you over. And we're not going to sh shout mean things at you. This game, you know, yeah, people are shouting mean things, but, like, the Miami game they didn't even go over. Anyway, um, that doesn't surprise me. To be fair, uh, the culture's gone, but that's another thing yeah, for another the culture's day. Culture's gone. We've talked about that before, but like, I just wanted to make sure. Like, I waited until they came over, you know, because it's the last. It's the last home game of the season. We're not going to get that home playoff game. And after that, uh, well, I mean, while they were coming over, someone popped off another uh, flare or smoke bomb behind me. And, you know, everyone, of course, backs away. The person who popped it off, uh, they have been identified. Uh, the, there's been, uh, there, there were actually two people, they were both identified. And uh, it is currently being dealt with by uh, Section 8 people uh, in, along with the club. So, like, don't, you, you can call people out however much you want, but, like, they have been, they, they, it is being dealt with. It's fine for the moment until nothing happens uh, after a week. That's when you can start doing something about it. But right now, it's been it's being dealt with. Uh, the guy ran away, and Monterey came downstairs. And I remember I was told after after everything had happened that they were given a description of 
a tall blonde guy that they were watching the whole game. They were told a tall blonde guy has been had been popping off flares. So Monterey comes downstairs and immediately goes to our friend, uh, the my dad. has Nick, who is a large black man, they immediately went to him and told him to empty his pockets. So yeah, obviously Nick is not going to handle that, is not going to take that lying down. Uh, and, you know, he's arguing with them. He's got, he's surrounded by four Monterey guys. One of them, a couple of them looking ready to fight. Like, I, at this point, I am watching. I see what's happening. Um, uh, and then... Yeah, uh, a bunch of guys come in to try to help out Nick and basically saying, like, look, he's not the guy you're looking for. The guy you're looking for is all the way over there on the other side. You know, he ran away already. You know, we've got people who have who saw the person pulling the flare that they, they, they can tell you who it is. But instead, they insist on wanting to check Nick. And it's like, oh, well, you're resisting this now. So we have to, you know, do further things to you. And uh, one of the people involved in trying to help out Nick was... Uh, he, uh, the uh, chief information officer for uh, Men in Red, uh, another friend, you know, guy always brings, always brings the best beer. His his, his girlfriend home, home and away. That dude drives from Wisconsin yeah. to go to fire games. He he had like a, I think he had a, he has like a deal with like uh, an electric, uh, electric car dealer <laughs> to do videos for them of videos of him going to going to away games, uh, you know, uh -huh. talking about his car, and. Uh, so I think that we like um hold on I got distracted for a second uh but uh yeah he also you know he drives 2 hours from Milwaukee to get to games he is he he is trying to defend a man who is being racially profiled by security and he gets like elbowed in the back of the head by another security guard who has come down it is a full melee at that point where there were mostly it's monterey shoving people around and so there are other people defending themselves including arai and uh next thing i saw was um they were being that arai uh what looked like he was getting taken away he was being detained and then i saw uh nick behind i didn't think he was getting detained but then i heard later that he was also detained so yeah uh that whole situation happened uh, it, it was instigated by monterey who were not following orders they simply wanted to go beat somebody up and then escalated by monterey for then involving other people in this and injuring people essentially like you know as i said i wasn't nearby but man if i was close by I might have gotten hurt by Monterey, not by any other fan, but by Monterey deciding that they needed to beat people up there. And this is a pattern of behavior that we have seen from Monterey. Uh, you can go back uh, in history and like, you know, I've, I found multiple articles uh, on, uh, you know, in the past with Monterey and issues with Monterey. You know, this is from back like what this this is this is from the Tribune from uh, June 27th. 2002 uh the company was founded you know it in in 1999 you know same age as me i guess but like it was founded by a guy who what this was not allegedly this is in this is in uh like records and everything that the guy who 
uh, started Monterey, uh, Juan Gaetan, uh, was awaiting a disciplinary. It started Monterey while he was waiting for a disciplinary uh, hearing uh, from a police uh, police superintendent uh, recommending that he be fired after he threatened to shoot a guy in a police stop, and then later had another officer smear flake fake blood on his face to make it seem like he was attacked by the guy that he was threatening to shoot for no reason. That is the guy who runs Monterey still. And he has a cousin who is uh, an alderman. And that is the reason why they, that allegedly, I have to keep using allegedly because of legal reasons. Allegedly, that is the reason why he still has, uh, why, why, why Monterey still has a contract with the city. And that's the big thing that Monterey does not have a contract with the fire. They have a contract with the city of Chicago and the parks district. So, we can complain to the fire as much as we want, but the fire can't actually do anything other than make a statement. And I think that is the, that's what we want from the fire. We want the fire to make a statement and denounce Monterey and basically tell, we have an entire off season to deal with this, you know, you know, yeah. that, that we're not, we don't have, an, as I said, we don't have another home game. This is, it, we're not going to have to deal with Monterey again for the rest of the year. So what the fire can do is make a statement and say something to the city that like Monterey has created an unsafe environment. I saw earlier in the season, there was a fight between some sector and section eight guys. There was, there were no punches thrown. It was a lot of shouting. There were some people within section eight or, you know, within like, you know, section eight and sectors, like, you know, whole hierarchy people that came down as mediators. It's like, Hey, let's stop this you know, trying to pull them apart. And then Monterey comes down, pushes people together, and then punches are thrown because Monterey comes down and causes that stuff. Like, it, it, it is, you know, any, you know, security team, you're going to expect that sort of thing to happen. But I think that at this point, there should be real consequences. Uh, my dad has talked about, uh, my, I spoke to my dad about, you know, historically what the fire had for security. And, you know, there was, uh, I believe the name of the security uh, firm was Garcia in uh, the first few years uh, at Soldier Field. And then they moved out and then, you know, the fire went to Naperville for a bit. And then he, my dad doesn't remember if it was Garcia or like somebody else. But then uh, they came back uh, to Soldier Field and that was when Monterey had been, had been hired by uh, the city. So ever since then, there have been so many issues and one of the biggest issues i can mention is uh this was another this is another thing that is official record that you can go look for i mean you don't i don't even think you need to submit a freedom of information act uh you know request uh, for this in minnesota because it's right up there that uh minnesota indicted uh monterey for not ha for not meeting the standards of a security firm to do training i mean that was the, that's actually part of uh that 2002 article that i'm bringing up that uh you know they refuse to actually get proper credentials to be considered a security firm. And those same issues popped up later in 2020 when they were indicted by Minnesota that like, you aren't properly training people, you aren't doing proper background checks around the people you're hiring. And that's what you get is a culture of people in the security firm that just want to bust heads, that do not actually want to do their jobs, that are just there for the chance, for the opportunity to punch someone in the face and then have no repercussions for it afterward, you know? 
It's like the current police culture of escalation instead of de-escalation for some reason. I mean, a lot of these guys are either off-duty cops or wannabe cops. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not good. I-, I tweeted out, like, I know because I know sometimes when this kind of conversation comes up, people are like, oh, blah, blah. Like, they have a contract with the stadium, not the fire, blah, money, but it doesn't matter. Joe Monsueto paid enough money to get out of uh, Bridgeview. You can pay enough money to get out of this somehow. You were saying maybe you can go back to Bridgeview and force that hand there. You can force your hand many ways here. The fire cannot have Monterey security back. Like, it, it's just, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you look up, like, there's, like, Yelp reviews or something. And, like, people at freaking Ed Sheeran concerts have had issues with Monterey, you know? <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's just, yeah, they're just terrible. It's, because uh, even when I, when I was a fan back in, like, what, 2018, whatever, Monterey was awful. I think, why weren't they a big reason for the whole sector Latino blow? Yes, uh, uh, there was a whole, um, there, there was a whole lawsuit uh, where a uh, where a sector uh, a member of sector was arrested for um, for for starting a fight despite there being cameras despite there being yeah camera footage there's I, a bunch of eyewitness testimony the fire and the league I mean hopefully it, the fire can act differently this time around but the both the fire and the league said. Oh no! This uh, this guy started. We're gonna believe the security firm because you know, obviously, we believe the security firm. It's the same sort of thing where you know, cops say, or you know, like what the language of saying a cop involved shooting, you know, a police involved yeah. shooting. It's like, oh, who who was doing the shooting then? It was the police. Well, <laughs> no one fired yeah. back. Like that sort of thing of like they're going to usually side with the security team, and I think that this time around. It might be different. It'll hopefully dif- hopefully be different. And if we maintain uh, our voice throughout this entire process, it should be different. Uh, so I just want to say to anyone who wants this to change, who want who once again, this is the guy that they attacked. You know, he may be our friend. He may be like the fourth member of our podcast. He may be the chair of the ISA. You know, a, a wonderful voice in the community. That was a black man being attacked by people by being racially profiled and attacked by effectively people who were not cops but acting like cops. So yeah. that's something that should be dealt with. And if you want to make a change with that, uh, I suggest uh, em- you know you can tweet at uh, Dave Baldwin. I've spoken to him, you know, not since this incident, obviously, but like I've spoken, to him, and he seems like the sort of guy who will at least try to do something. I don't think that like he can, the problem is with this sort of thing is like people can try and then you never hear about it. So yeah. like, you know, I think he might be able Which to try and like look into like, Hey, what can we do to make this different and change this? Which is scary because like he very well could go and try. Like, I don't know yeah. anything Dave Baldwin except the one thing I said where it looked really funny when the picture of the sector Latino cookout. Yeah. And he just looked very out of place. But, but, <laughs> but like in general, it's very scary when people say that because they might, they could very well actually try to look into that and they, they can't fix anything. But sometimes in, in, in situations like this, they will say, oh, we'll look into it. And then nothing happens because they don't care. Yeah. I think, so the, I think the fire's main goal right now is just to hope this blows over and for nothing to change. But I don't think there's going to be a lot for that to happen. Because yeah, there's was, a lot of issues that there's a lot of issues that the fire are are being dealt with. Like, look, the fact that concessions are trash and that parking is terrible because of the parks district. I guess we can live with it, but 
having people racially profiled and having our friends attacked based on the color of their skin is something that we cannot just sit around with. You know, yeah. you have to say something. You have to do something about that. Uh, and then it, so, it's obviously not as serious because it's only on the field, but that kind of connects to the height situation too. Like you cannot continue to give contracts and chances to a man who has routinely failed. Like yes. you just you gotta you gotta put an end to it. So I mean, this is this is something that obviously goes all the way up to uh, the city. So like as I said, the 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 things that you can do as a fan right now, tweet at or email Dave Baldwin, the president of the club. He is you know the one who's most in charge. I mean, you could also email Leslie who is the supported liaison, but I think that, you know, at this moment, it should be going a bit further. Or, you know, you have season ticket holder rep, you know, call or email your season ticket holder rep and say, and politely, because the rep, it's not their fault. <laughs> Always remember, it's not the rep's Bl fault. Yeah. It's Bless uh, the reps, bro. They, they have to deal with it, but politely tell them to pass along the message that we do not want to have to deal with Monterey anymore. And, you know, you can even threaten to, you know, not get season tickets again or cancel your season tickets if Monterey is still there. Because if Monterey is still there, there is still an unsafe environment for fans. Yeah. And I think that that should be understood. Uh, and then... Money uh, talks at the end, too. Like, uh, having to uh, protest and not get tickets, that will be what changes things because... Uh, what the, uh, what, what else talks? Because it's, yeah. it's not just the fire. I mean, we, we just established that, like, the fire may not have that many options. But... You go through those options, you know, uh, involving the club. Uh, there's also a, uh, some people got an email about feedback. Make sure to say something. I know that there's a lot of people who have like every single, pretty much every single time they've sent those out, they, they have mentioned, hey, Monterey makes this an unsafe environment. And they've done nothing about that every single year. But I think that you can also call or email your alderman. If you, uh, you know, I don't currently live in the city, so, you know, I I don't have an alderman, but I know that there are of people who do care about this. You can call your alderman and basically say, look, the city council is, has a contract with Monterey security and Monterey security is provably, it, it, provably racist. They are provably um, incompetent. They're provably, um, you know, not the right people. Violence, you, know, you, can yeah. point to, yeah, you can point to that case in Minnesota that happened recently like yeah i brought up a, a a thing from 2002 but like that was 2020 that was recently when minnesota banned monterey then they indicted monterey and i haven't checked up on the facts on this but i'm pretty sure they are banned from a ton of other states in the u.s as well so let's do something like that or you know you know this is a bit weird but like you know the mayor mayor brandon johnson i'm sure he'd, he'd care a lot about the fact that you know hey we're trying to keep the Bears in the stadium, but also who is currently in the stadium? Well, that's Monterey, and they are blatantly racist. They are blatantly race, uh, racially profiling people and causing fights. So something needs to be done. We need to make sure we're still loud about this. I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I, if you've seen me on Twitter, I've said every single day, you know, it's a long off season. I'm, and I'm sorry to the admin, you know, the, the, the admin who, yeah, they said that stupid thing that Adnan talked about earlier. But like, you know, I usually don't tag the actual team whenever I talk about things. You know, I usually just use the hashtag or that. But this is something that is like, look, I'm going to annoy the admin. I'm going to annoy the club by basically saying, look, you need to make a statement about this. You need to say something because this is not okay. This is, these are two... Two incredibly vocal and important members of the fire community 
were attacked, uh, among, among others, but those two were detained and injured. So I don't know what you're doing. If what, 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 I don't know how you can just sit by and be like, yeah, okay. I guess, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just send some complimentary tickets. I saw somebody mention like, oh, you know, they'll probably have to send out some complimentary tickets if that's what happened. It's like, no, these are people who are deeply involved in the community. They're leaders in the community. You need to actually make changes now. You can't just make this go away. And what would, what would a free ticket even do? Like, oh, hey, you had bad time. Come back. Yeah. Come back for bad time. (laughs) I mean, that's what, uh, that's what uh, airlines do, right? (laughs) Uh, I do it. I, I hate capitalism so much. I was flying back and it just, it's just so uncomfortable. And it's purely because of greed and money. Like you could give me like a human amount of legwork, but they just refuse to because money talks. At the end of the day, and and it still costs like six hundred dollars or something ridiculous. Um, we did have some extra fire news. Uh, well, this is just a fire episode, by the way. Who cares? Um, we did get some news today, actually, from from our own Alex Calabrese, reporting that Georgie Mihailovich is interested in a move back to Chicago. He has not. Uh, done too well in Europe with AZ Alkmaar since joining from Montreal. But another big reason for that potentially is just uh, reported as family reasons. Uh, he's obviously from here. His family's still here, I assume. You want to be closer to home just for one reason or another. That is interesting because obviously, like, I know you don't love him, but like, in, in theory, everyone would want him on the team. You just have to figure out how he's I think he has grown up a bit I think he has grown up a bit I think look because my big thing with when he was here is that like you know he was essentially coddled by the fact that his dad was is very well connected (laughs) and was able to say hey you need to play him so I guess but oh no obviously like he it'd be a great signing because uh, he could he could have legitimately been an MLS MVP contender if he didn't get hurt that one year with Montreal and Montreal is a bit better the the issue and like you I, I know how you feel about him at this point, but he at very least shouldn't be like the same Georgie that you think he is, even if he still got some like because he's still Balkan at the end of the day. I always say that I hate Balkan people. As I'm Balkan, that that's a weird <laughs> way for me to phrase that. But the issues or the fun thing, I guess, is that how do you bring him in? Because deep see where do you play him and how do you bring him in? Where would you play him? I assume. Well, you know think where you... you know where we want to play Shakiri, right? <laughs> is we us we or the fire we us we? <laughs> oh well, yeah. That, there's only one answer there. I Jiggly. It's been so long. I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> about the the Jiggly uh, the Shakiri right wing stuff. Um, but yeah, I because I, I think when Georgie was at Montreal too, he was at a, he was the number ten, right? Like he was great there. Yeah, and the reason why he did not play that he didn't play well, in my opinion, with the fire was that he was on the left wing for some reason. <laughs> it's so funny. I never understood that one either. It's not even like a player you could potentially get away with. He's just not fast. He doesn't have like yeah. the physical assets. And also, like, in the same way that I said that, like, Shakiri just hangs out on the wing anyway, put him there. You know, yeah. I'd always see Georgie just, like, in the middle of the pitch. It's like, so why are you... Your left is wide yeah. open. Why aren't you doing anything? <laughs> um... And I don't think I think he's much better as an eight than uh, he's much better as a ten than an eight, right? Like we wouldn't put him next to Federico. In honestly, theory. he wouldn't be always... much better as a ten than an eight. But like honestly, I, I think it'd be better to try to work him as an eight than as a winger. It, depending on how offensive you want to be, because I I don't remember how good his defensive work rate is anymore. 
but I think he can. Because I, I remember when he came up through the academy, he was. Well, he had to play in the he had to play in the Netherlands uh, for a while, so I'm sure he's uh, learned some level of defense. I'd hope so. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, probably. Or are we looking the Delu night? No, wait, doing Delu was different. I mean, it depends on the formation as well. Because if you have him as like a, a left sided midfield center midfielder in, in a midfield three, that would be perfect, obviously. But anyway, the more interesting one is how do you bring him in because. He's very good. And in theory, he's DP level good. But it's weird to think about George Mihailovic as a DP. Yeah. I know you're not I wouldn't want to use I wouldn't use one. I wouldn't use a DP on him. But like we've seen how good he is for Montreal. Is that not deep? Look, let me I gotta find his stats real quick because I swear he was insane. And then like in theory, that production is DP level production. It's miles clear of like whatever Shakiri's produced. Um, what did he get that last season before he dipped? Let me see this. This is gonna take. Mom, oh, man, the first Google images of him when he was like twenty or like eighteen when he's very young. How old? Is he? He's only twenty four. I forget. I'm only. He, Georgie Mihailovic is only he's a week older than I am. Age. Yeah, no, he's he's legit only eight days older than I am, which is insane. Oh. <laughs> um, stats. I know. I know his. I I knew his friends in high school. So like. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's how you know his things about him. He had. <laughs> Nine goals in 2022, and it's not even showing his assist that year, which is annoying. Is it here? Nine goals. How many assists? Ah, you had however many. Okay, so that's actually not that great. But anyway, like we can, we know George Mahovich is a very like a great MLS player. But yeah, I don't know about DP. The good thing is, I guess the Fire could get away with not making him a DP because he's the one that wants to come back to Chicago. But as yeah. you were saying, Max, could be a Max, Max Tam. Tam, but you were saying Max Tam might not be a possibility because yeah, of... if we don't have the slot, because okay. we do have Gaston. And he is the Max Tam. He is absolutely Max Tam for forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm like, well, I assume his deal's either up next year or something. He goes, no. No. They extended him for like, th- they, they canceled his old contract and then gave him like a three or four year contract. That's not ideal. And like he's been okay this year, but he's still not been like a Max Tam player. I want to, st- you know what? Let's put NFL at the end of this episode. So let's just we can move we can on to MLS. The oh, at okay, the yeah, end. Um, so MLS, uh, let's just move up to MLS and then you know, go be, through. We're, just, we're literally just going to MLS, gonna Europe, goes. and then I was going you know, to eat at three and it is 250. So, uh, we can we can do a speed run. Just yell at me if anything really pops out of you. I've opened MLS. back up that that Google Doc real quick. I still have no idea how that's been sent to me. Like, do they want me in particular? I don't know. Um, MLS, who even cares? Although there's actually some notes there. Vancouver yeah. makes the playoffs. That's nice. Um, I I didn't I don't know where they are in the standings. I don't know who they'll play against, and I don't honestly I pull care up right now. But, They're yeah. fifth. That's from how are the Vancouver Whitecaps fifth in the West and the Fire can't even make the playoffs? Because the West is trash. <laughs> yeah, but the Fire the Fire would not make the playoffs in the Western Conference either, Jiggly. Maybe. You, no. Uh, with the way that they no. played against Western Conference teams. Hold on. Against Western no. Conference teams, the Fire have been very good. Remember Jiggly, that. Is the, if, the, if the question is, would, would the Fire make the playoffs if blank? The answer is no. Hold on. It, let me just check this. All the wins all you know, the wins the Fire have this they, season. They've done okay against the Minnesota, West. St. Louis. Portland, Sporting Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
if they were it, the if they were in the Western Conference though this year, they would not have won those games. They would have had wins against like Cincinnati and Columbus somehow. Um, <laughs> DC United eliminated despite literally being in ninth place right now. Hilarious. The, the weekend's over. Um, uh, DC United is ninth place going into the final stretch of the season, and they are eliminated from playoff contentions purely because the teams behind them have to play each other, and someone has to get points there. But that screenshot of the X next to their name while they're being a ninth is hilarious. And uh, also, I'll be the first one to no, say it's not it. An X. Oh, an X means a clinch. Sorry, yeah. Is X clinched? But I mean, X they've means got, clinched. Uh, yeah. E. yeah, they've got E for eliminated next to their name, despite being in the playoff picture. Um, but you'd be really funny, you know. I'm less tweets out like those playoff pictures where, like, if the season ended today, would they put DC in there? That'd be so funny. You know what I'm talking well, about? Well, technically speaking, if the yeah. season did end today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. I'll be the Speaking of DC, I'll be the first one to say it uh, all out. So Wayne Rooney left. He's apparently taking the Birmingham City job somehow, which is falling upwards Man. to a degree I don't understand. But anyway. I wanted him to come to Chicago. That would have been a very interesting signing. Hell that would yeah. be a Why very not? interesting hire. There we go. I found a coach that we can get that hot nonsense to. Oh hell yeah, bro! Do former man, you guy. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. He'd be. He wouldn't be good enough of a coach. But I'd, I'd love talking to him after games. Hey, he he fought against uh, the inevitable with Darby, and you know what? He did pre. He oh, didn't yeah. actually do it, but he did a good job at it. DC's been weird. Yeah, I I guess I gotta throw out MLS results. Who cares? But uh, they are probably going to replace him with former Manchester United coach Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, who was at a DC training the other day, and now mysteriously Rooney's gone, so everyone's kind of connecting the dots there. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not a good coach. I can't say he's going to flop at DC because MLS is stupid, and it'd be very funny if he does well it's in MLS. Be so funny, yeah, because like, because like, and like people so will funny. say, Adnan, he's good. No, he's not. He's just in MLS. MLS is terrible. So MLS needs Ole to fail here because if a bad coach shows up and does well, that's not good. Uh, yeah, get him out. Yeah, I just need him sacked anyway. On Amazon Prime, my user profile name is still Ole out because I'm still haunted by that man. Um, <laughs> bouncing up one more, we have Open Cup news. The House will play Edgewater Castle in the next round of Open Cup qualifying at Taft High School. It is on September 28th or the 21st? I think it's the 21st, right? I don't know. It's one of those days. Wait, did you say believe- September? No, I hope I didn't. Um, October, October 21st or 28th. I'm going to double check that real quick. Should be a vibes game. I'll be happy to go cover it for someone. Can you talk a bit about the actual games? Because I didn't really, I was going to go to the uh, house game and then we just got stopped by traffic. So like you, you have anything to say about those two games? It it will be October 21st, by the way. Um, Okay. So the house, I mean, the house played Visla. Pretty, uh, we still actually had two chances early on to take the lead and they didn't. Um, former house striker Woshik Woshik, who you'll remember, was actually yeah. playing for Wisloka, which was nice. Um, house grew into the game, took a two goal lead. They then had a man sent off for a pretty weak challenge, even if it could have been a second yellow. Uh, the opposing team got one back and then the house kind of like held on bunkered. They still had the ball a plenty, so it wasn't too bad, but they kind of survived to advance. Um, the refereeing was awful, obviously, because like refereeing in major leagues is awful. So just, just think about how bad it could be in like the lower leagues. At one point, a house player, the house captain went to go complain to the referee who told him not to talk to him, even though he is the house captain, he's allowed to do that. 
And then a house player said, like, that's his fifth effing foul to the referee, not swearing at the referee, just swear, saying a swear in like towards the referee, like in conversation. And he got a yellow card for that somehow. As dudes were just being kicked around the shop and not getting booked. It was ridiculous. And then Edgewater played at the fire pitch, which is very funny because that's where my rec league games are. So seeing an actual game with like stakes there was very strange. They went down to Berber City, but then Berber City had a guy sent off. So in the three games I covered that day, between the house, the fire, and Edgewater, every game had a guy sent off for a second yellow because that was the day the fire played the Red Bulls, which feels like a year ago now. The fire won in New York, by the way, against the Red Bulls, which is just plot <laughs> plot narrative to the umph degree. And then, yeah, Edgewater got two goals. I think a high school senior scored the winner in stoppage time, which is good vibes for them. Edgewater's a good run club. A lot of great people there. I'll be happy to see them play against the house. Obviously, I, I will still be rooting for the house because of my connections with them. But yeah, uh, former house center back David Abador, if you remember him, he's playing for Edgewater. So yeah. I'll be able to hopefully talk to him again before I talk to him after the Edgewater game. He actually recognized me. I don't know if Wolfschick recognized me, which was weird. Um, I'm still on the lookout for Derek Huffman. I will find him eventually. Um, yeah, and then Edgewater House should be a good game. I know they've been pretty close in the Midwest Premier League. House are still going to be the favorites, especially with their experience. But would not be surprised if Edgewater gets a nod there. And then seeing Edgewater Castle in the Open Cup, that would be funny. Like, that would be a whole other thing. Because I'm technically from Edgewater. I was born <laughs> uh, right off Lakeshore Drive. I think I was technically born in Chicago still. But, like, I, I, lived, so I, I lived in Edgewater. Yeah, somewhere I like that. It's like a Oakland. blue hospital. Good yeah. for you, buddy. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, like I, I grew up in Edgewater. I was there with one night. Remember, when I was in college with my relatives and my grandparents, I had stayed in Edgewater. So I even have some experience there. Uh, up the house, though. Uh, up the Edgewater Castle does not go as well. I think their hashtag is hashtag go rooks. I don't know. I think it's a chess reference. No, I'm kidding, because obviously they're a castle and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then also up the house is the official hashtag of the house. Yeah, It's never been confirmed anywhere, but that's all they use. And uh, that is because of sad boys at the yeah, end of the day. It is sad boys. It is baffling to think about. Very excited. Uh, so, yeah. Going up, do you want to talk about the Red Stars uh, getting no, clattered? I thought, I thought we were going to go through Europe, and then I was going to go through my stuff after you finish with Europe. No, you will just keep going up, actually. This is funny. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, we get the, uh, the opposite direction that we usually do. So I guess then we go to NWSL. Uh, the uh, teams from 3rd to 10th place are all still alive, technically. Uh, are all still in the race. So that means what? Let me just pull this up here real quick. The Red Stars are definitely not in the playoff race anymore. They got crushed 6-3 to three by the Kansas City Current. Uh, so they are no longer in the picture. The Current aren't in the picture anymore. There's one game left in the season, and the teams that are still technically in the hunt, North Carolina Courage could technically be out of the playoffs. <laughs> right, if, good for if a bunch of th- despite being in third place, they could still be out of the playoffs if a bunch of things go wrong for them. Nice. Um, and there's Gotham. Uh, all, all three of these teams are on 30 points. So it's North Carolina Courage, 30 points, uh, plus six goal differential. Gotham FC with 30 points, plus one goal differential. Uh, Washington Spirit, 30 points with negative two goal differential. OL Reign, 29 points, plus two. Uh, Orlando Pride, 28 points, minus two goal differential. Angel City, 28 points, minus three goal differential. And then somehow hanging on, Racing Louisville, 27 points, plus three goal differential. And they only have one game left, but still the teams from three to 10 are still three, three to nine 
uh, are still alive. Because, yeah, 20... Well, technically the Dash could make it in, I guess. <laughs> if the Rain don't make it in, and then they win, and then a bunch of other teams... Okay, let me just look at the uh, matches. So the final they ma- can make it, I guess. That's what you want to hear. I guess. So uh, the games in the final weekend are Orlando Pride against Houston Dash, then Gotham against KC Current, Angel City against Portland, which... Yeah, Angel City's in the race, so that's going to matter. San Diego Wave against uh, Spirit against Courage, and then Red Stars against the Rain. So, I don't know, I just realized something. You know how when Carly Lloyd had her big, like, retirement tour, and then everyone's like, we want her to make it to the final so that, like, you know, she can go out a winner. And then the Red Stars ended her career in Chicago because she was in Chicago and did nothing in Chicago for her entire time with the Red Stars. Okay. The Red Stars can end Megan Rapinoe's career nice. with a win. <laughs> that, I mean, I know that's what you'll be rooting for. I think, yeah, I think I want that. Not because, like, I think it's more because of, like, her career after the Red Stars, because she did pretty well with the Red Stars. You know, I was a very big fan of her. And then, uh, you know, with the rain and then her getting called up to the national team this past year for, like, no reason. Uh, and then, like, yeah. You know, every single time you talk about the you talk about women's soccer, everyone is going to either say Alex Morgan or Meg Rapino, and usually, if they mention Meg Rapino, it's through like you know them being a terrible person and bringing up that she's a liberal, which is like okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I'm a leftist. Uh, but like you know, that's i i would love for the red stars to end her career in the same way that they ended carly lloyd's career that would be fun i'm down for that imagine having that because she's a former red stars player too yes she was the red stars first pick in uh in their history and wp back oh, in the wow. wps back like two leagues ago probably or maybe yeah, just two leagues league ago. ago two leagues ago <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's Back remarkable. Back in the WPS when they were coached by Emma Hayes and Peter Wilt was the GM. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm down for that. If anything, playing spoilers is always fun in soccer, which we we should get to real quick. The Fire have not been eliminated from playoff contention, but they need to win away to NYCFC, which they've never done, and they need help. I don't think they've got much of a chance. Yeah. No, that's why I said like we're not, we're not getting another game. It's yeah. fine. Uh the. You didn't hear this, but hear this yet because this was last week. But uh, Jeff did draw against Hiroshima, and so now uh, Hiroshima. We've moved on to the Wii League. Uh, there was nothing that happened this past weekend. Uh, everything happened the week weekend before. Uh, but it's coming up this weekend on the fourteenth is uh, the Wii League Cup final for that trophy that we've mentioned before. <laughs> oh God, that one. The yeah, very There's hard a- to win. Uh, there's a game, uh, it's going to be a game between, uh, Hiroshima Sanfrecce and Niigata. Carefully said, well done. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's a good game though. Like I, I don't think the time zones will work and I'll probably forget about it once we leave this episode, but that'd be a fun game to watch. That's the an Wii interesting League game because final. it's, because it's neither Kobe or Uruwa. So like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the, the, the teams that were like dominating before. Also, uh, another thing that you didn't hear before. Uh, first of all, Niigata beat Kobe to get there. Oh, okay. uh, and also, uh, Elfin Saitama uh, beat uh, Tokyo Verdi 5-2. to Every single game was like one goal scored. It was like 1-0 or like a 1-1 game. And then there's just Saitama 5-2 to against Tokyo. 
which that's I'm pretty sure that has to be a derby game because Saitama is like that. Saitama is the is the is a part of the Tokyo Mega City, uh, but like it's right above Tokyo and it's like the worst Tokyo. <laughs> Damn. Basically, it's like you think of Tokyo. Saitama is where people actually live. <laughs> oh, like the outskirts. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's like it's it's a suburb. It's, it's like Chicago. It's Aurora. It, like yeah. if you think of if you think of Chicago, but like so much bigger and clo- and closer together, it's just Aurora. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but yeah, up, up the Japanese woman. Uh, if you if you somehow remember the game exists and you're not doing anything at that time, whack the game on. See what's going on. Yeah, put, it's, uh, it's, it's probably screen. on YouTube. It'll probably be on YouTube. They have a lot of the games on YouTube. Oh, speaking of real quick, uh, do you see the NWSL had a new broadcasting deal? Oh, where God. they're on like five different networks, apparently, is what Joe Chuck remember that, that was back in the day when they had like games on Twitch, and it's like, why? Why That's, do we need to I, be everywhere? I want MLS on Twitch so bad. I want to see a freaking Twitch chat. It's like, playing, like you either are going to get it on Lifetime TV, you have to use Paramount Plus, or you go onto Twitch. That was the old one. I don't know what it is now, but it's like four different, including Amazon. I'm not going to watch on Amazon. I refuse every, to use it. Use Amazon. It will be on every channel and none of the channels at the same time. So dumb. It's going to be on ESPN, but only the standard definition version. The HD channel will have something different on. It will anyway. be on uh, TBS right before AEW Dynamite. It will so, be on PBS Kids, but only in the eastern region of the United States. Okay, I gotta stop making these jokes. I already, I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna have a lunch earlier. We'll we need, uh, I, need anyway. I need to hear, I need to hear you talk about the the Toy Story game because I was talking I about that with Tim. I need to hear you. I need, uh, to, I need you to it. talk about the Toy Story game, but uh, I, I, we'll I just want to make sure I we we just skim through J League. They did not play this week. Uh, I do want to bring up to you that sh- that. Uh, uh, RJ's team, Shannon Balmari, who are in the bottom of the league, beat Serizo Osaka 2-0, and I hate that so much. No, of uh, and yeah, moving on to Europe, that's you, and then we just finish it with the NFL, because we like to have fun around here and not think about the horrible things that have happened, and hopefully uh, bring some joy to people <laughs> after so what the, happened. The two-period space Bundesliga, uh, Hamburg tied again, which is funny, always like seeing them not win. St. Pauli's actually in first. They've been very good as of late. I think everyone kind of wants to see them get promoted. Um, Schalke is in the relegation playoff spot, which is remarkable. They've struggled. I don't. I think they'll fix it eventually, but that's something to watch out for. Hertha Berlin's actually been doing decently as well, by the way. Um, but what's especially interesting is, do you remember Armenia Bielefeld by any chance? They used to uh, be in no the one Bundesliga. Lives, it doesn't exist. Okay, good. You actually remember like that that <laughs> part of it too. They are. In the relegation zone of the three period space Bundesliga. Oh God! And they had—they really they had don't re- exist. They were relegated to that league last year after being relegated to the second division the year before. They are in seventeenth. Sunderland. That's that's more than Sunderland. That would be. A, it would be. They would go to non. They would go to regional soccer, which would be unbelievable to even think about. And I mean, I think they'll be okay, but it's. Like they are in the relegation zone as things speak. Oh, what's funny is Freiburg too, who actually finished in the top three and would have been promoted if not for like the secondary team rules, is now in 18th place in the relegation zone, which is remarkable. In case anyone's wondering, Dinamo Dresden's in first. Um, 186 in Munich continues yeah. to exist. Oh, in man. terms of the actual 
Bundesliga, Bremen. All right, Bremen. So or Jiggly. So Bremen is playing Hoffenheim. They're at home. They are down two to one in the ninety-first minute. Bremen equalized through Jens Stage great volley. In the ninety-second minute, Hoffenheim scored the game-winning goal off another ridiculous volley from Marius Butler. Bolt Bolter. It's a hard name to say. But yeah, Bremen equalized in stoppage time and then still gave up a game losing goal. It's just been that kind of year. They're still doing okay. They're in fourteenth. Uh, like it very much feels like they're going to be lower mid table, where they're better than the bad teams, but they just cannot get the job done against like the teams above them. And like they'll be fine, but I don't. They're definitely not going to get Bremen in Europe this year. Best case scenario, we get a Crystal Palace season, which is scary because you know I feel about that. But the schedule coming back from the international break is not great because they go away to Dortmund and then they're home to Union Berlin, away to Wolfsburg, home to Frankfurt, home to Leverkusen, away to Stuttgart. Stuttgart, by the way, is in second place in the Bundesliga. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy named Gurasi before. He has 13 goals this season, Jiggly, and we've played seven games. He has 13 goals in seven games playing for Stuttgart. That is ridiculous to think about. Um, and then the Prem, United, United were down. I thought like a loss would have been nice because I could have seen Ten Hog out. And I don't like Ten Hog. But instead, man, you came back and scored twice in stoppage time through Scott McTominay because soccer is stupid. So there's that. Arsenal beat City. Game sucked. was boring. I don't like the meta of the Premier League. And then as we go into the international break, Spurs are actually joint top of the Premier League with Arsenal, which is, you know, good stuff. Man, you are only six points behind City, despite being awful this year. So that's nice, at least. And yeah, football. Uh, I put, at least for the actual notes, we back. The Jets beat the Broncos. Needed to win that game. They did win the game. That's good. I might get Bears last also place back. in fantasy. Yes, Bears beat the life out of the, the Washington football team early stages. And it got a little sketchy at the end, but they still did win. Um, I might get last in our fantasy league. I lost once again. And I'm now one in three. Okay, I at least I'm someone else. Up, I think I'm going to finish up two and three uh, this week. Okay, well, at least there's someone that has not won a game in that league yet, so that's good. But I might, I'm might. i definitely going to be at least tied for second last. You won I, your game because you were, somehow, I think, no, no, This is a somehow because I went into I, Thursday night. I have DJ Moore on that team. I got 49 points out of DJ Moore. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I somehow still was like barely hanging on. Yeah. So I think you I think you went into Sunday night football behind, but since yes. your opponent had the Dallas defense and got negative three points, they lost. You had Richardson who only got four point two four or only got four point four points before being uh taken out with injury. Yeah, injury so a yeah, that's break. a shoulder injury. Uh, and also I started Dalton Kincaid instead of Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts has done nothing for me all season. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm taking him out this time. <laughs> Did he actually get points? Oh my God. Kyle points. Kyle Pitts got points. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Kyle Pitts got 15 points and then Dalton got 3.9. I legitimately also, I started, I started the Patriots defense over the Steelers defense. Cause I was like, oh, you know, I expect Lamar Jackson to do well. And you know, I don't really trust David Carr with anything. Derek Carr with anything, so. I chose to start Zach Wilson ahead of Brock Purdy. All four, all four of the play, all four of the players on my bench in that league that were not injured for that for that week 
all got uh more than 11 points yeah all got more than 11 points and then i had starting uh one two three four five six players who had single desert points even jake elliott on my bench got more points than young way ku <laughs> like uh, i'm going to beat the life out of uh lamar jackson because he just will not ref- throw touchdown passes to mark andrews or zay flowers and it's killing me in fantasy now i uh, so last I, week i, also, I started I went into that well i'm just i will say i went into that week with uh like the whole thing of um wait was it? yeah i went into that week once again projected to win all of my games and then i went into sunday night football like i'm losing everything <laughs> yeah i have somewhat of a chance in one of my leagues my team is done i got up to uh, 122 points the other team has 86 points but they are starting jordan love josh jacobs and christian watson so they are technically projected to win but it could come down to the wire if certain things happen yeah um, I need to just get luckier at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Toy Story football. I think it's very cool. I'm always down for stuff on Nick. I didn't. Oh, you're no. just an old, old. Bastard. No, no, no. The reason why I did because compare that to SpongeBob, it was not good enough. It wasn't as good. Well, it wasn't supposed to be like a broadcast of the game. To be fair, it was supposed to be like an alternate broadcast. Well, I yeah, that's what the SpongeBob broadcast was, and it did a better job. No, no, SpongeBob broadcast was a broadcast of the game, still. Like the actual game. This well, was I mean, supposed look, to be a broadcast. And, of and the I game. also, I also want to say, like, this is something I said last week, which is like, you cannot excuse something for being terrible because it is children's television. Because kids' television should not be terrible. You know, it, it, it you, it, it's something that, like, you know, Jim Henson made a big thing about, and the reason why he created Sesame Street, and that's why Sesame Street is so iconic, because he made it well, and it still is made well. And, you know, that's why people are, why you still care about Spongebob. It is, it is kids television, but it's still good, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. that's the thing. That's what I mean with like that Toy Story one. It's like, it didn't seem like they were trying to make something good. They were just like Zerg Vision. What was the point of that? What was the point of Zerg Vision, Adnan? <laughs> you, <laughs> what hey, was you the point? What? You didn't have to watch. I you mean, you could watch it on football. And also, I just want to say that that, that final play, the, ga- the play that won the game for, uh, was it the Jaguars? No. Jaguars won both games. Yeah. Okay. The, the play that won the game for the Jaguars. Yeah. Because it was a fumble from Desmond Ritter. You didn't, you couldn't tell that it was a fumble. Hey, look, it was the first time. During that, don't, don't like, be I'm just repeating what I, I'm just repeating what I said last, what I said last week. But there was also like, and, and, and with the uh, with with the Nickelodeon with NFL on Nick, they had a kid in the booth. They had a kid in the booth to have like to be like, yeah, you know, kids, and we're going to teach you guys, and we got a kid here, and she's going to help you too. With this one, they just throw down to a kid once in a while. That yeah, that's hey, not look, as good. It could be better, but you know what? It, it's okay. They could have done we, a lot better, and I feel like it, it it just felt it felt more commercial than fun. To be to me, that one felt more commercial than fun, and I think that also comes from the fact that it was Disney. So and it was it was also direct sponsorship. I think it was they, a very direct sponsorship. I think it was meant to just be a completely different broadcast, which is not what you were wanting. But yeah, I just I'm ready for I'm ready for another game on Nickelodeon. I yeah, I, I want another. Well, I I did also say nothing will ever beat Patrick roasting Russell Wilson. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, wait, Nothing will key. ever beat that. Or the fact that the first game on Nickelodeon was a Bears playoff game with that terrible team. And Mitch Trubisky won the MVP. Despite, despite losing. losing. And also somebody, like, what, it was Cordero Patterson who, who, yelled, who, who was cursing on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good time. There's that. Um, it is now 3.15 to, to date ourselves. I should I'm ready get, to go have lunch. And I should also get room. lunch. So you know uh, what? Uh, we'll yeah. do the post game here real quick. Other than every, all the other complaints, Shigley, we still doing okay? We holding up? Don't answer that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not answering that on, on, on the episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to go have I refuse to answer that on the episode. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, you're you're going to do the outro. And then you're gonna like Craig's gonna leave, and you're just gonna start screaming, and I will just leave <laughs> the call, and I will just I will just call it a day. Uh, um, eat the rich, uh, protect trans rights, and also uh, get Monterey out of here. By the way, do you even let, do you uh, even let me say my I'm name? Jiggling. By the way? I, I I'm jiggling. I didn't even say my name. I'm jiggling. I'm still Adnan. Um, Sebastian Giovinco to the fire. Eat the rich, protect trans rights, and we need to get rid of Monterey. <laughs>